What's up, everyone, and welcome to Fandom 718, and today we have a special guest. Woo! What's up, Josh? How are you? I'm pretty good. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, are you ready for today? Let's do it. Let's get her done. All right. So today, our episode is about Funko. Josh, for those out there who know nothing about Funko, give them a breakdown. What is it? Well, Funko is basically a company that's been around for 20 some odd years. And their main objective is to create a product that is focusing on something that somebody enjoys, usually within pop culture region. So they literally have licenses for just about everything and have created a product based around that. So you mentioned pop culture. Is that where Funko got the whole idea for Funko Pops? I have no idea, but let's just assume so, yes. Because that, that sounds cool. That's pretty creative. Funko Pops, pop culture. So for those of you who do not know, those are like the little bobbleheads, right? Most of them, some are bobble, some are straight figurine, but yes. Those are the little figurines that have oversized heads and big bulging eyes. <laughs> That's like very Funko, those eyes. That's how you know it's a Funko Pop. That is the signature right there. That's it. So today we're just going to be focusing specifically on Pops. Josh? Sounds good. What do you think about Funko Pops? Um, you know, I think it is such a collectible distraction. And what I mean by that, you know, there are so many people out there that reminisce on childhood memories or from going to see a movie, a TV show, maybe uh, a pop culture icon to politics, anything of that. And, you know, they're able to distract whatever it is that's going on in the world and purchase a figurine of whatever it is so and they're creating tens of thousands of of these different figures and like i said this is a distraction you know it, it, some will call it a hobby some will call it collectibles but realistically to me it is a distraction from the outside world uh, so what 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 about funko like makes you a fan like why do you collect is it just to distract yourself from everything that's going on? Uh, you know what? There's there's joys to it, right? And I think I think that that distraction is is definitely one of them. You know what? You can have something bad going on in your life, but you know, sometimes people people like to um, cure things with with a little bit of personal spending, and and you know, one of the things that I do purchase are are these uh, pop figures. So. Um, yeah, I definitely, you know, and there's aspects to it, whether you are waiting for a limited edition release, whether you are on the hunt for a certain figure throughout various retailers, or if you're, if you're on a trip to say Disney World and, and you're seeing that they have uh, an item that's exclusive to them, there's all these different aspects to it that, uh, that does make it enjoyable. And that's what I love about it. Like the reason I collect them is I love what each figure represents to me. I love the nostalgia behind it. For example, if I see a Pikachu, right? And, oh, wow, I really like Pikachu. I remember being a kid and watching Pokemon after school or every Saturday morning. Like, that's that's the reason I collect them. I, I get specific ones that I like 
that reminds me of a time where I was just happy and I like was carefree. I had, you know, it was simpler times, better times compared to, you know, the stress of being an adult. And that that's what I really enjoy about it. So tell me, when were you introduced to Funko? So what are your first memories with Funko Pop? Well, this all comes back to you there, buddy. This all comes back to your Instagram. What, like end of 2016? I mean, you yep. know, you see these figures all around, but there there was no gravi- gravitational pull that is bringing me or drawing me to even picking one of these up. Um, I think the first time I saw them was at NYCC 2016. I think that that was the first time I even really understood the concept. But no, it was because um, it was because you were putting them on your IG account. And I'm like, uh, I'll do it too. And then it just became a downward spiral from there. <laughs> but in a good way, right? We, we definitely have our memories solely based around uh, this brand. My my very first um, memories of Funko, like I saw them, I think it was, yeah, it was New- NYCC 2015. I saw them and I was looking at them. I'm like, I don't really know what these are, but they're kind of cool. And what drew me to them was, again, the nostalgia. Specifically, I saw Power Rangers. So once I saw Power Rangers pops, I'm like, oh, I love Power Rangers. Really big fan. And that's what drew me to them. So I'm looking around and I think I couldn't complete the set based off what they had at that booth. And just because I couldn't complete the set, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. It's not worth it because I don't think they were all out at that time yet. So I passed on those pops, which I regret now because those pops are worth a lot more because they're considered, you know, originals, OGs. And then I forgot they existed. Fast forward to March 2016. I was in LA uh, next to the Chinese theater. There's like a souvenir shop on the corner. It's pretty big, completely forgot the name, but they have like this cool Terminator statue in there. It's really, Mm -hmm. really big. Anyways, in the back of that store, they had pops a whole display case of pops. And this time what grabbed my attention was wrestling. I'm also a very big wrestling fan and I saw an Undertaker pop. I'm like, wait a minute. They have Power Rangers. They have wrestling. I wonder what else they have. So at the time I was going to buy the Undertaker, but I was worried about how I would get the box home. I'm like, this is going to damage this is going to damage the box. There's no way I could put it on a carry-on or put it on a bag and check it without damaging so the box. So from the very so get-go, on... you are saying you were an in-box collector from the second even before you even made that first purchase. Yes, yes, because I'm a collectibles. Uh, I, I collect things, right? And the majority of the things that I collect are still in boxes. So, I, for example, I have this model car from too fast too furious the toyota supra i think i got that in 2003 when too fast too furious came out or fast and furious and it's still in the box to this day 
So we're talking about almost 20 years and that bad boy's still in the box. And that's a child. Like, do you know how hard it is for a child to not take a toy out of the box? And I was doing that when I was in elementary school. So back to the pops, I'm like, I can't get this home. My brother goes on the phone and he finds them a little cheaper on eBay. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to buy it here. I'll wait till I get home, order it off eBay and have it delivered to my house. So that was my big idea. When I got home, again, completely forgot about Funko's existence until later that year. (laughs) And I remember the day exactly. It was December 3rd. (laughs) December 3rd, I was at the Palisades Mall in a store called Couch Potato that's no longer there. I think they moved to New Jersey. And they just had all these pops, walls full of pops, for a decent price, and they were having a sale. And that day I bought my first pops. I bought some from that store. I bought some pops from Hot Topic that day. And that is when collecting began for me. And I can't tell you exactly which ones were my first pop. And I hate that about myself. I wish I could tell you exactly which one I got that day. But I'm 90% sure one of them was the Action Pose uh, Metallic Red Ranger. And how about you? Fast forward, what, 23 days later, Boxing Day in Canada, I purchased Stealth Suit Spider-Man Hot Topic exclusive. Boxing Day sale, no how, no idea how much, but that was the first one there, and yep, that uh, that's what uh, that's what started this again downward spiral. <laughs> um, do you want to tell everyone how many you have, <laughs> or we'll, we'll keep that we'll keep that secret. We'll keep. I I can't. Uh, I I don't have enough fingers and toes. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Oh, man. I know when I started collecting, right, um, it was 2016, like I said, towards the end of the year. So I had a lot of making up to do. So I was ordering, you know, all the ones that came out previously. And it was just purchase after purchase after purchase. And I think within a year, I was already at 100. So I'm like panicking, like trying to find the display for these things. Um And it was just like, I kind of felt like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm crazy. I'm addicted. But in reality, I'm not. I'm just trying to make up for the past three years that I missed out on or whatever, four years that I missed out on. And I'm just trying to play catch up. And then once I'm up to date, then there will be a different story. Yeah, but there is no getting up to date. (laughs) With with the constant release cycle, there is always going to be something. Exactly. But I will tell you this much. I'm not buying as many as I used to. For example, I think what, like 10 a month? That sounds good. I th- In the beginning? I think that Maybe more? you ordered more when you were deployed than what you have now. Yes, absolutely. I think pre-deployment, maybe 10 a month, maybe more. Then during deployment, I... I ordered a few while I was gone, 
but when I returned, I think that's when I really was like, all right, I'm not going to be as free as I was before and just order everything. For example, I'm not going to complete the Star Wars line. Like you said, you'll never catch up. You'll always be, you know, purchasing pops. So from that point forward, I made a decision that I'm only going to be collecting what I really, 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 really love. So, for example, if they release, you know, 10 pops from the new Star Wars movie, I may get none, even though I love the movie, or I may get one based on that character that I really, really do love or whoever's my favorite. And, you know, I knew that turning point in you the second when I was at your house and we basically filled that trunk of my car up with the ones that you were no longer going to collect. And I brought those back to Canada. So yeah, I, I, I knew that pivotal moment. Yeah. You're definitely MVP. I gave you what about 40, 50 pops maybe. Uh, well, total between what I had shipped to your house from the NYCC pickup and your stuff, it was probably about a hundred just in my trunk. <laughs> and what kind of car do you drive? Did I? I, I had a, the the Fiat crossover. I think at that point, I don't think I still had the little Fiat because that was, that definitely wouldn't have fit in the in the smaller one. <laughs> it was it was a very small car. It's a Fiat. And then we had the trunk plus the back seat completely That's covered. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Oh, um, yeah, of course. That was, that was great. And then yes, you brought them all back to Canada, and you sold every single one for me. It took about two years. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think the last one was sold, what just after NYCC, this past year. I think something like that. But yeah, it it took a while, but. You know, it's they're they're like stocks. You know, you never know what the price is going to be at, and it's crazy how you can attach a value to to these. Like some some people may just think of it as a toy or 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 I don't know, like a desk ornament. But some of these actually hold value. Now, if you're in this just for the sole purpose of value, you're 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 going to get burned. But um, but I mean, if, you, if you're collecting it for the enjoyment and you happen to see, oh, this one's this much, or if you're after one that, uh, you know, came out in 2013, you might be paying some some big dollars on that. So, Yeah, for example, retail, they range anywhere from, what, 10 to $12, $13? Yeah, I think that's what about that. Well, in the U.S., yeah. Yeah, and then some of them are worth, what five thousand dollars now uh possibly yeah i i could see that and there's definitely a lot that are worth hundreds let's put it that well way. no and then the thing is is that you know what it's not just the vinyl figure that's attributing to that it is the box it is it's the sticker that is on the box that's that's yeah. that's focusing in on on what these values are i remember what 2017 a lot of people were going after chases so i want you if you can just explain what a chase is and explain how great your luck is with finding chases compared to mine well you remember you're also in a very oversaturated market in comparison to me at least where i would have been in 2017 now where we're at today you know it's just flooded 
Um, but you know, a chase essentially is a variant of a specific figure that's going to have um, some kind of ratio. Like I think the current ratio for a chase figure is one in every six produced. Um, you know, some are a little bit greater, some are a little bit um, lower. But originally, when when Pops first came out, you know, when they were doing the DC line, those had a chase figure of one in every 36. So if your retailer wasn't ordering like a full case of 36, it's going to be really, really hard for you to necessarily find one of those. Because uh, again, you know, they some small comic book shops might only order one or two. So the likelihood that that store itself even gets one of these variants, um, it, it could be a little bit difficult. But again, now we 2017, you know what? I was able to find them constantly, you know, where I live at that time, again, wasn't an oversaturated market. Um, Canada on its own, I don't believe was as, um, ruthless in, in finding these figures um, than it was in the U.S. and even specifically where you are. But I mean, when I was living in the U.S. in 2018, you know, I did not have as much difficulties as, say, you did. Um, but I do remember the first time you found a chase, you didn't even get it. So, <laughs> Yeah, the first time I saw the chase, it was a Riddler chase from Batman. I saw it at one of the souvenir shops in Six Flags. I think the ride was the Joker. As soon as you get off that ride, there's like a little store where you could purchase pops. And I saw it. I asked the person if I could look at it. The box was damaged, so I just passed on it. I think that was the first time I saw Chase in like two years of collecting. And since then, I've probably seen two more. I passed on those because they weren't being sold for retail. They were being um, sold for more. So how, so how so, many Chases do you currently have? I want to say two. two and and two. where did you find those two chases? I found them in your yes. hands <laughs> when you when you turned them over to me and gave yeah. them to me. And those two are Finn Balor. So for example, Chase, right? You have Finn Balor from wrestling and one out of every six he'll be, you know, wearing a jacket or something like that. Or all of them, he has no face paint, but one out of the six, he'll have that face mm -hmm. paint. And that's what the chase is. And Josh got me my first Finn Balor chase. And you also got me Avatar The Last Airbender chase. And now that, those are right, the, but that, uh, those are the only two. That Avatar that. one, you essentially, and I'm not saying you forcefully made me do anything, but you highly recommended that I basically be at that store for like 7 a.m. just to get it for you which I never even told you I had it for you for like months on end. So exactly. I, I just, you led me to believe that you didn't go that day. And I was like, Oh man, yeah. you gave it up. I really wanted that one. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, you know, with how production is with Funko and you know, they are pushing out products left, right and center and their retailers that carry like their own exclusive um, figures, you know, they're getting their own chase lines. And it's, it's just becoming so much that um, I just, I don't know if 
um, people who've been collecting for a while even care about them as much as say necessarily a new collector you know what i've read i've read on like uh on like reddit and such where people may find their first one after three four years collecting again it depends on where you're going but you know a chase figure it's you know it's supposed to be exciting you know it's it's a limited edition per se because it's only a percentage of that figure's uh production batch um but I mean, they're not as um, they're not as sought after. And you know that could vary by figure, um, and it could vary by a lot of different factors. But uh, nowadays, it seems as if production on that seems lazy. And what I mean by that is the variant could be, um, you know, what the new Trolls movie. There's a chase of it, and the variant of that figure is that instead of it having a smiling face it has a frown so the production of that the the rarity of that is all based off them turning that frown upside down and (laughs) and you know uh, it's really lazy but you know some people are going after the sticker so is a collector actually going for the figure itself or are they going just because of the sticker or do they assume that it's not even a matter of anything that they think that, you know, I can get some money off this and that's what they think of it. Exactly. So, but yeah, exactly. Are they really a collector or are they someone in it to turn the profit? No, exactly. What's really bothering No, me? but I mean, uh, I think the last, the last chase that, you know, I saw after was, um, trying to think of which one it was. All, all I know is I was at a hot topic, um, fairly early for that one but it was something that i wanted it was it was glow in the dark it was something that at least i believed oh kid flash kid flash glow in the dark so the regular one was the exact same mold exact same everything um but it was as it was whereas the chase was glow in the dark so it 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 glue if you if you held it up to like a uv light or just utilize the the phosphorescence of the figure so i mean that's one that i was after and there was actually a huge lineup for that and i think that that's also based off the license of why it was popular and and people were eager to get it whereas again you know it's something like um that particular trolls one i don't think people necessarily even care and they may just leave it there I think I saw on IG like targets in the U S were getting like four or five of the exact same chase figure, which again, they're, they're supposed to, it's supposed to be a hunt to get these. And that's, that's I, why they're, chasing, yeah. they're chasing after them. And I think that that's, you know, Funko, Funko's probably looking at it originally as, Oh, we're going to put this in here. We're going to make it exciting to collect these figures. But at the end of the day, people were really getting it just to try to resell it. And I think that's also why they might've gone lazy is being like, you know what, we don't necessarily want the market flooded with resellers. So we, yes, we're going to make this variant, but we're not going to make it so sought after that our actual collector can't get it. Um, but I mean, yeah. but I mean, again, you know, going back three years ago, um, if you wanted a chase and you couldn't get it and you went on like third party eBay's and stuff like that, chases were going for like 50 us just for one. And I mean, now 
some things are even less than retail because people go, they see that sticker and then they're stuck with it because people don't actually want it. So, I mean, it's, uh, you can can say supply and demand, but realistically it's, it's, it's a whole other world when it comes to collectibles. Yeah. I remember that was, that was a joy for me. Like looking for a chase, it was actually the chase, right? It was kind of like an adrenaline rush. It was a distraction from everything that was going on. Like I would go to the mall early, like try to get in line or, drive out to a Walmart that's not close to me just to find a specific one. And just the thought like, oh my God, I might find it. I might find it this time. I was always disappointed because I never found it. But the thought that I may find it, that's what kept me going. And that, that was fun. That was fun for me. No, and you know, if you, take, if you take a good shopping center like Palisades, right? There's so many retailers in there that carry Funko. And, you know, you could go to Box Lunch, you could go to Hot Topic, GameStop, Barnes and Noble, Target, all these different ones. And, it, you know, you could kind of have like a like a feel good day um, going on this hunt. But I think older collectors don't necessarily go through that now unless it's uh, like convention time. Yeah. So I'm just going to give the people at home an idea of how much these chases could be worth. So, for example, there's a Purple Haze Jimi Hendrix chase, and he's metallic. That is valued at over $3,000 right now. And then, just to have an idea of how much some pops could be worth. So, San Diego Comic-Con 2013, there was a Dumbo pop that was released. It was limited to only 48 pieces. That one is valued at $2,780. Then we have... uh, Freddy Funko, who is Funko's mascot, where they do different variations of him, where they pretty much take his head and put him on different characters. And some of the most valuable Freddy Funkos we have are Star Wars Boba Fett, but with Freddy Funko's head, that's valued at $3,120. We have another Freddy Funko as Buzz Lightyear, which is also a chase. That one is valued at around $3,000. And then another one, just so you have an idea at home, is a Freddy Funko Batman, where it's Batman's body, but with Freddy Funko's head. That was also San Diego Comic-Con 2013, limited to 200 pieces. And that one is valued about $2,600. Now, you know, people may look at that and they may, it may go over some people's head when, when trying to figure out why is a, plastic figurine worth this much and I think that that's where you know some of these figures like you're saying San Diego Comic-Con so first off it's distinctly only available at this convention and it's only available for the first 48 people and you know for you and I who've gone to NYCC a couple times you a lot more than me you know even getting into the booth to make a purchase you may think it's easy hey let's just go to the Funko booth and grab something you can't necessarily just do that You've got to enter a lottery to be able to even access that booth to get it. So, I mean, when you and I went, what, 2018, I was able to get into the booth and I got those limited edition figures. But some of those, remember, some of those people who are like offering like, what, two, three hundred dollars for like the biggie pop. And now it's worth less than 20. So. I mean, there's so many different variables. These figures that you're talking about um, with Freddy's head on on different bodies, you know, those 
aren't even available at the convention itself, but like Funko's own party after the event or before the event or at some point during the event. So there's yeah. all these different aspects to it. And real realistically, it all comes down to, is this something that people are after? Um, you know, Toronto, uh, the Royal Ontario Museum got, um, got their own exclusive. A museum got their own exclusive. And they were limited to 1,008 pieces each, only available in Toronto. And, you know, when those first came out, people were paying up to $800 for the set of the two uh, that came out here. And uh, my buddy and I were just looking at this like the other night. Now it's dropped to like a hundred or so. So, you know, I don't know if that's because of the economy with everything that's going on, or if it's just, it's not something people are after. So, you know, it's so flooded with all the different licenses, all the different variants that, you know, realistically a lot of these only these older pieces that you're talking about like the limited 48 pieces are the ones that are really the ones that retain their value so again people who are going into this thinking oh this is an investment need to need to re-strategize i think yeah and that was a a very big thing like some of these limited pieces are only 24 and there was no lottery system back then so you had to be there at the con like the night prior to camp out to be one of the first people into the building, then rush to the Funko booth to be one of the first 24 people online in order to almost guarantee that you would get it. And that was, that kind of is a variable as well that, you know, dictates what these pops are worth now. But Josh, thank you very much for being here today and speaking about this. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have left for today. Uh, There's still more questions that I wanted to have Uh, ask you so i would definitely have you back on the show thank you again for being here and thank you for all your knowledge and wisdom on phone (laughs) sounds good talk to you later buddy all right take care